Well, we all aged about five years just trying to get through this game in Oklahoma City. The Bucks win in double overtime, 136 to 132. They were incredibly shorthanded, but it gave us an opportunity to see some big performances from some of the other guys. We're going to talk about Javon Carter, Marjon Beauchamp, uh, Splash Mountain. He's been around for a while, and he had some big moments late in this game. But the Bucks win. They're 10-1 in the season. I don't even know where to start with this game, but we're going to give it a shot. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win find some other stuff over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Uh, of course, we thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day. And what better time to su- subscribe to Locked on Bucks than after a double OT, I don't know if I want to call it classic, but a double OT game of NBA basketball. This was awesome. I didn't think that we'd be recording this late because I thought that this game would have finished well over an hour ago, but we're actually only just a few minutes after this one finished. The Bucks were able to win 136 to 132. I mentioned some of the guys that went off. Uh, where do you want to start? Because this one has to be a top three podium contestant for craziest games we're going to watch all season long. Uh, I think I want to start with a, a shower and a cigarette cane. Um, nice. I, I, that... I got to say, um, this was, you know, by far, you know, the fact that you had neither Giannis nor Drew, uh, this was by far, you know, the game you look at, and granted, Oklahoma City, obviously a young team, they're not great. Mm-hmm. You just beat them by a ton without Giannis over the weekend. But, uh, you know, I, I came into this game looking at the number, the guys that you're missing for the box and just thinking, man, if they steal this win, <laughs> that would be like, you know, just... I mean, it would be an awesome win to, to to snag a road win under these circumstances. And uh, the first quarter, I mean, it, it's rare to hit seven out of 11 threes and feel like your offense mm. can't do anything. But somehow that was what it felt like for the Bucks. It felt like they could, you know, I was tweeting half, half jokingly that they could potentially set the NBA record for three pointers in a game and still not score a hundred points because just absolutely nothing going inside. Um, You know, Bobby Portis struggled for most of the game, had had a couple of big buckets uh, in the overtime periods, came in as a defensive replacement uh, actually at, at points in the, in the overtime periods. Um, And Brooke Lopez eventually really got it going and, you know, used his size down the stretch to, for some big buckets, but, uh, but yeah, started, you know, really with just, all right, hopefully we just make a bunch of threes because, you know, we're not, we're, we're missing all of our shot creators, but I mean, yeah, let's start with Javon Carter. Uh, we obviously joked a lot last year about how, you know, the 55% three point shooting after he arrived from Brooklyn was not something that we could count on him kind of continuing forever, but, uh, played well in the Chicago series last year, had an awesome preseason, 
early part of this season, his, his shot has kind of come and gone. Ironically, he had probably his best game uh, of the early season over the weekend against the Thunder, battling Shea Gilgis-Alexander to a draw or, or maybe even besting Shea Gilgis-Alexander in that game. And wouldn't you know it, the two of those guys end up going you know, toe-to-toe again tonight. And for <laughs> Javon Carter to, again, basically you know, battle peak Shea Gilgis-Alexander to a draw with 36 points and 12 assists. I mean, he just deserves so much credit. You know, he's obviously has limitations. I, you know, when I, I'm amazed and it's crazy. The 12 assists may be the more kind of crazy thing. Cause I never feel like Javon's a guy who like, you know, is really like creating easy shots for guys. And it's not like he could lean on Giannis just, you know, finishing alley-oops and just making uh, assists out of nothing tonight or something like that. So for him to put up those kind of numbers tonight on a, a night when they needed every last one of them um, was huge. And, you know, it, it, especially the fourth quarter, I mean, w- once they kind of started playing from the front in the fourth quarter, I was like, Oh my God, they, they could actually win this game. And for them to then nearly blow it with just, you know, completely getting de- annihilated on the boards, Josh Giddy and the thunder, just getting every offensive rebound, you know, Bucks couldn't inbound the ball at times in the last few minutes, gave the ball away. Every time they went up for a rebound, I was just like nervous as hell. And it's like, why the hell am I caring so much about this game? This is a game they probably shouldn't win anyway. But with Carter playing the way he was, you know, Marjan Bochamp, we'll talk about him, him having, you know, second career start and a new career high in scoring all in the second half. You know, this is just one of those games like, man, you really want to pull this win out because, hey, it just feels like robbery, right? being able to win a game where your three stars are all on the bench and uh, with the, the, the role players, you know, some of them playing obviously well above their heads and really stepping up. You just really want to grind out a win and, you know, be able to go and finish out the, this kind of short road trip uh, with, with that win under your belt. Uh, so again, not without its nervous moments, I swear I could feel my heart beating like really rapidly. Like I don't think <laughs> I've been this invested in a regular season game in like the last, you know, fourth quarter down the stretch and in the overtimes, I don't think I was that like emotionally like nervous since maybe the Brooklyn game, regular season game late last year when Giannis hit the three to tie the, uh, to, to, to go ahead of cream in the scoring lead. And, you know, they ended up pulling out that win. That, that may be the last time I've been this kind of just anxious about a regular season game, <laughs> which is crazy to say, because again, you know, it's a house money game. You're nine and one. If you lose a game under these circumstances, like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really say much. Um, but uh, yeah, it just, you know, this is, this is one of those fun kinds of wins. You don't really think of these as like the great wins that you'll celebrate forever, but you know, for us sickos, I mean, we're going to be talking about this game for a long time. I still think about, you know, the, the Tim Frazier 53 minute mm-hmm. Atlanta OT game when everybody was rested and him and, uh, you know, the, the, the Sterling Brown thought he might've had a big shots at the end of the game. And then Trey Young somehow randomly wins that game uh, against a young Atlanta team. I, I, re- I still really wish they had won that game came. And so I felt like today kind of felt like in a weird way, closure for some of these, you know, I think what were they like 0 and 6 when all three of Giannis, Chris and Drew rest. So alas, can finally get that. <laughs> that elusive win when all of your stars are resting and uh it uh it took some years off my life but um it was ultimately 
you know, uh, it was a fun game once it was over. Let me say that. I don't know if how fun it was while it was happening, but when it was over, it was pretty fun. So I've been waiting for an opportunity for a long, long time to be able to mention Bonzi Carlson once again on this podcast. And you just provided me with the <laughs> ultimate opportunity. Uh, Bonzi Carlson had huge, uh, I think he put up pretty big numbers in that game, played big yeah, minutes. Played like 45 minutes. Bonzi. Yeah. I don't know where he is in the world, but I hope he's doing well. Uh, but there are so many different aspects of this game and you sort of touched on a bunch of them. But I think people who listen to this podcast for a long time. We're similar in a lot of ways, but I think we're also different in some ways. And I was like, there was no stress for me in this game. I had my feet up on the coffee table. I was laughing. I was enjoying it. I was having a good time. Now, I will say, I really wanted the Bucks to be able to pull out this game at the end. I mean, obviously, because I wanted them to win. But for the most part, because I wanted those guys that played so... Like, I wanted Javon Carter to be rewarded with the win. When he played, when he scored thirty six points, I wanted Marjan Bochin to be rewarded for the nineteen points that he had uh, there, and it just felt like a game that was literally never going to end. Tied after the first quarter, tied after the second quarter, three points at the end of the third, kind of disappointing for the history books. Tied at the end of regulation, then went to double overtime. So absolute insanity, and there was nothing more certain in my life that when Gilgis Alexander hit that awesome step back three, and there's only point six on the clock, and somehow. Uh, Brooke Lopez is able to get fouled while trying to, to finish the lob put back. He was always going to miss one, and this was going to double overtime. There was nothing more certain. And by the way, the second free throw bounced around, back rim, front rim, then finally went down. So there was a chance that wasn't going, going to go down as well. Uh, I want to talk about Marjan Bochamp uh, next, though. But today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn, and specifically LinkedIn Jobs, because... Uh, we understand if you've ever been in a position where you're looking to hire new people, I don't know if you have, Frank, but uh, I'm sure it can feel like a high stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is pretty simple. Uh, You put your job up, then all you have to do is add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That'll spread the word. People will know that you're hiring. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'll be on there. I'll be uh, checking out this job, potentially chucking in an application. Frank would look at me and say, no, I know this guy. I know that I, 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 can't, I can't trust him with the job. But the point is, go to LinkedIn Jobs because it helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Marjan Bochamp, scoreless at halftime. So he gets another starting opportunity because of all the guys that are out, Frank, and he's scoreless at halftime. Uh, again, there were some moments where he looked, you know, whether it's a little antsy, a little nervous, just just mistakes. I mean, he's in the very, very early portion of his career. And then he got himself going with an offensive rebound and a putback. And then all of a sudden, the scoring floodgates opened. And this man finished with 19 points to go with eight rebounds and a couple of steals as well. And, of course, the three-point shooting that he was knocking down all those threes. You can't expect that night to night. But just watching him, it felt like, again, like he stood at the stage, as I said, so early, where he just gets like one little thing that goes his way. He does, does something nice. And on this occasion, it was fundamental offensive rebound, put back. That's what Bud would probably want more of from him, those types of plays. And then all of a sudden, he was able to get himself going. And he was shooting with some serious confidence. He had a smile on his face, and he was having fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fine line for Marjan figuring out, like, how do you be aggressive but not, you know, yeah, stupid with, with <laughs> you know. And I know his teammates and coaches, they've 
they're encouraging him to, you know, hey, look for your shot. Don't be bashful about it. Um, I think, you know, there's definitely some some moments off the dribble. I, I mean, I think his first two drives in this game, he got ripped for turnovers. Like he, hmm. again, like him him driving, he just cannot get to the rim without getting stripped. It seems like seems like every other drive he's going to choke, cough it up. Just isn't strong enough on the ball. Um, but as we've talked about, I mean, the bar for him is knock down open three point looks. You know, get some garbage baskets off putbacks, loose balls, running in transition. Um, and then just use your size and, and full athletic tools defensively. And uh, I think defensively, certainly the physicality stuff, knowing where the line is, has been a big problem. He fouled out last game. He fouled five fouls again tonight, and he's been a foul machine. Uh, that's obviously been probably the biggest learning for curve for him defensively is just figuring out, like, what level of physicality he can get away with. But, you know, he's he's got the physical tool set, I think, to be a really intriguing defensive prospect. He had one moment today where he bit on a little head head fake. Um, I forget if it was Trey Mann or who was it, and kind of then got a blow by. But um, you know, I, I I have to say, I mean, I got nervous. Um, I, I'm 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 don't know that I'm going to say that I wanted him in down the stretch in at the end of regulation. Mm. But you know, the Bucks. It, it was weird because you had Poku on Brook, and Brook had to be conscious of Poku's three point shooting, so Brook was getting drawn away from the paint. And then you had just this like really small group for the Bucks. Otherwise, with you know, I think it was principally obviously Javon, uh, George, Grayson, and I'm trying to remember who the I guess it was West probably was the other guy. So it was a really small group, and it just felt like man, they were, you know, they they were not great at the point of attack. And then especially you know with a guy like Shea who's big, Giddy's big, and you know, all these guys they have good size. Dort is big. Um, and then they got, we're getting killed on the boards and part of me was like, man, how do we get some more size, <laughs> more size in here? And I was kind of, at a moment I was like, man, like, do you, do you put Bochamp in there just to get like a little more defensive size? We didn't do that, um, in, uh, in, at the end of regulation, but we did see him during the overtime periods and he was out there, you know, and I didn't, didn't stand out, didn't make any mistakes. Um, mm. so, you know. Good, good that he was able to still get get some some looks there and and play in some high leverage minutes and he was obviously part of the team, the group that that made that big run I think he was like plus fourteen or something like that um, for the game so uh, so yeah I mean you know it's going to be a roller coaster with a guy like him I think he came into this game shooting four of twenty one from three he was five for eight <laughs> in this one game so now he's nine for twenty nine whatever that is thirty percent or so for the season so. Um, you know, the, the last couple of games have been peak to trough. The amplitude has been pretty significant going from uh, that really fun game in Minnesota to uh, starting and, and really struggling um, against, I guess it was, I guess it was OKC the next night. Um, and, uh, you know, now obviously getting an opportunity with a bunch of guys out. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of happy that we've, we've been able to see him kind of sneak in these real runs of minutes and, him getting some of this experience while the team's been dealing with injuries and the fact that you've been able to get him out there and continue to win games at a high level and you haven't had to sacrifice a bunch to do it, um, you know, is a just a really big plus developmentally. Um, I think it's kind of, you know, <laughs> again, when the Bucks are at full strength, when you've got Chris, Andrew, and Giannis, and Pat Connaughton, and eventually Joe Ingles, like, you know, how do you find minutes for Marjan Bochamp? I don't know that you do. Uh, in that scenario, but uh, you know, I think we always said, you know, even over the summer, we said, hey, but 
when, especially when Ingles was signed and then when the Chris news broke about his injury, you know, we kind of said like, look, it's not that he's like going to be ready to be an out of the box NBA contributor because very few rookies are, but if he's going to get a chance to at least maybe get his opportunity to, to get some playing time and get his feet wet in the NBA, that's, it may come early in the season, right? That's when they're going to need some depth on the wing. And, um, you know, Jordan Moore has had a very up and down uh, period as well. He really struggled on both ends tonight. Um, so thankfully, you know, between him and, and Marjan, seems like, you know, you're probably never going to get both of them playing well at the same time. But hopefully if you're going to continue to playing both those guys, one of them kind of pops a little bit and, you know, credit to Marjan didn't really have, didn't do anything in the first half offensively and bounces back and, you know, is able to make, make shots, make plays in the second half. And as you said, just, you know, I think between Javon and, and Marjan, uh, that just makes it a lot more fun to win this game because those guys can really enjoy it. And, you know, they don't have to be excited for their own personal success while having to be like, eh, well, yeah, that's fine, but we lost. And we know obviously this team is, is full of guys that want to win games. And so for them to experience success and win games, that's obviously just a really fun little footnote. And again, 82 games, uh, we know there are going to be games where the best players are, are resting. And so to steal a win and do it behind uh, guys, just again, stepping up and filling those big shoes. Um, yeah. Just really fun. Another, again, just kind of, different kind of fun win um, in a season that has been obviously a very fun one so far. And it's probably uh, even more fun because when he had the 14 point game, we already discussed this. I think you said the number was five assists came from Giannis. So because of the skill set that he has, that he can, he's, he is athletic. Uh, he can run. You know, Giannis should be able to get him some buckets. If he just runs the lane appropriately gets to the right spots and then he's going to find those open threes, but to do it in a game where, really they needed all the threes like all the threes felt like gee the the bucks really needed that at the moment it was cool and it was a little bit different and i don't know whether it's definitive just yet but your point about sitting there and thinking gee maybe they put marjan in there for size and it's again it's not like he's a lockdown nba defender right now but it does feel like i mean you weren't sitting there on the couch and saying gee put in jordan war in the game and and it does again i don't know whether it's definitively switched but i always just think back to the draft and we said look, this will be a slow burn with Marjan. This team's really, really good. So it might be hard for him to come into the, and get regular rotation minutes, as you said, but the skill set made sense. The type of guy that you know projects long-term, that can defend, uh, will be athletic, and then the swing skill with so many young players is just the three-point shot. But it was, yeah, one of those moments I was sitting back and sort of thinking the same thing and saying, yeah, I mean, out of these two guys, who knows what the projections are for this season? Uh, but Bochamp just does little things that are probably more uh, more Bud-like, I, I think. Is that fair to say? It seems like more the type of player that Bud would be into. <laughs> I think that's a very fair thing to say. I don't think it's a coincidence that Mike Budenholzer is the coach of this team and that they picked Marjan Bochamp in the draft, right? Uh, not, that, not that Bud is the one, you know, calling calling the draft picks himself, but we know he's got a voice in that. And, um, you know, we saw it going back to Dante, his previous first pick, uh, first round pick that that has been here while he was here. You know, he really liked Dante. And again, as I say, it was instant impact from Dante, but he played and played pretty well, had good energy, three-point shot, wasn't there really for Dante when he first was in the league, got hurt, and obviously didn't play a whole lot his rookie year. But, um, you know, cool to see. But uh, again, I don't, I don't think you can look at Bud and say like, oh, he's just, burying the rookie and you know why why isn't he playing this guy i mean yeah. 
you know, Marjan's numbers suck right now, but you know, again, because he can defend and there is the upside and you can see from a role-playing offensive player standpoint, like he can do some things that, that let him be a complimentary guy. He's not like out there being, you know, ball hog chucker guy that, you know, is dominating the ball and it's like, dude, get out of the way. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that again, has, has that kind of bucks DNA. Um, and, uh, they're, you know, Bud's trying to find ways to, to get him some run. And obviously he's had now a couple opportunities to, to really show what he can do. And, um, cool that they get another win in part because of uh, his contributions. So we mentioned this on the podcast uh, yesterday when I podcasted with Justin. Go back and listen to that if you missed it. Just a bunch of stats we rattled off through the season so far. And we did talk about Chris and Pat and all these guys, and they're all on the road. And I don't know how often we've seen Chris on the road uh, so far uh, this season, but it does feel like the the cavalry is close to arriving for the Bucks and getting well, some not, of those. Not very much because they've basically played no road games, right? <laughs> so <laughs> he's probably, he's had to have been at all the road games, right? He was in he was in Philly, and then other than that, it's just these two games so far this week, right? So don't don't blame Chris. Don't don't make it seem like Chris isn't going to he's road on games. Come on, he's, on a, he's on a he's on a trip. He's on a road he trip. Is. And he's actually a, he's actually a, clearly a man that loves travel because he also traveled to Oshkosh last week. So yeah, he's, he's traveling. He hasn't missed any road trips. Don't make it seem like it's it's weird to see him out there. Well, I'm just saying he's getting close to returning <laughs> to the game, and he's come on a lengthy road trip when he could stay back and scrimmage with Oshkosh and the herd and get in that extra sure. run. But they're like, no, no, come with the team. Yeah. So you don't need to don't need to shout down my uh, extreme optimism for. He wants uh, to. Uh, he wants to. Every NBA player wants to get that that Oklahoma City road trip in, right? Everybody wants to get some time in, in Bricktown. Well, I, I know why he's doing Bricktown. it. Uh, yeah, they do, and uh, but the, the, they're heading to San Antonio next, so he wants to go to George Hill's ranch. That's why he's come on this trip. Mm-hmm. He wants to he wants to go to the ranch and uh, and see whatever George Hill's going on out there. That's uh, we probably where they're about... going to go tomorrow. That's probably where they're yeah, going to go I tomorrow, so. right? Go to George Hill's ranch. It's a one time a year. My only other bench comment is. Uh, Stop jumping on Joe Ingles. All these guys, every time something big happens, Pat's jumping on his back. Let's watch the knee, guys. Watch the knee. This is, uh, this is some fragile merchandise we got on the bench here uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. We want him to get back healthy. Uh, back to the game. We've spoke a lot about, and tonight was different because they were super shorthanded, but we spoke about the minutes of the vets and how, uh, how often they've been playing. But Brooke Lopez plays 45, nearly 46 <laughs> minutes in this game. And I know it's double overtime, but gee, I, I would, I, you probably have to go back to game seven against Brooklyn, Brooklyn. in the playoffs. Yeah. And then yeah. before that, I don't know when the last time he would have played 46 minutes in a game. Uh, you get 36 from George Hill as well. And even Wesley Matthews nearly tips over 30. So uh, some of those vets that we were talking about the other night, and their minutes, and Brook Lopez in particular, maybe his minute totals have been up a bit high uh, this season. He uh, obviously had a huge load to carry tonight, and it definitely felt, and I was waiting for it throughout this game, are the Bucks going to take advantage of the size of Brook Lopez? You said that Poku stretches the floor the other way, uh, but would the Bucks try and uh, use the size uh, of Brook Lopez on the offensive end? And I don't think it was always pretty, but there was big moments... Uh, in the fourth quarter and then overtime where Brook Lopez was able to find his uh, spots and find a way uh, to score. And and ultimately, 
uh, just be a little bit more physical. We saw Bobby Portis get to the paint and he was able to kind of fumble his way to a basket late in, I believe it was regulation, if I can remember all these uh, periods here where he was able to score. Uh, and I think Frank's frozen on their screen here, if I had to guess. But the size and, and the veterans eventually took a toll in this game. And when you're playing such a young team, I know the Bucks had all these stars out, but it also pays to have those vets that you can throw to and play big minutes and in big moments use their use their physicality. And despite the fact the Bucks were smashed on the offensive glass, it felt that they were able to find different ways to score uh, using the size advantage they had, particularly over uh, the slender man, uh, Poku, who uh, seemed to be the butt of a lot of jokes for uh, Marcus Johnson throughout this night. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just looking at six minutes for in game seven. I think your internet. I think your internet is about to cock it. Have you paid your bill? Have you paid your internet bill, Frank? Uh, I paid my AT&T wireless, which is how I'm, I'm connected to you right now. I can see you fine too. Like everything looks good on my on my end, so I don't know. No, but, you, um, you sound like a robot. Yeah. I, I must admit it's uh, oh, it's not okay. it's not working all that well. Uh, but I will say the one joke that. Marcus did make about Poku was the fact that uh, he uh, Lisa said he was billed as one ninety pounds, and Marcus said yes, uh, he would be one ninety if he had ten pound uh, weights on on either ankle. So yeah, Marcus seemed to have a good time. He was calling him Luka Doncic light, which I thought was an interesting uh, comparison there. But uh, let's see, how's the internet? He's still frozen, Frank. I don't think this is working. Yeah, I think the basketball guys just don't want us to talk anymore about this game, probably, huh? All right. Well, we can we can wrap it up. We got, we're still going to do a podcast tomorrow, so there'll be plenty more to talk about uh, as we move forward. And then, as as we uh, already mentioned, the Bucks will play the Spurs, so the road trip will continue. But for now, at least they're ten and one. They avoided the first losing streak uh, of the season, and it was a fun one. It might have been a stressful one for Frank and for uh, a lot of our listeners. Who I did see some saw some outrage on Twitter. I saw some people starting to get a little bit angry, a little bit frustrated with this game of basketball. But in the end, the Bucks win it, and who knows. Uh, it might be the craziest game we get to watch all season. So uh, let us know what you thought on YouTube. Jump in the comments. At least leave a comment. One comment that really helps us. But get involved and tell us uh, what you thought about this game as the Bucks win. We'll have a podcast tomorrow again. I believe Camille will be on the show. I haven't asked her yet, but uh, uh, she'll, as I normally do, she'll probably listen to this. And then Camille Batsingle. Yeah, Camille Batsingle is back again. Uh, we can't even understand Frank anymore. So anyway, make sure you check out the Locked On sports today podcast uh, it'll keep you up to date with all the other sports stuff going on around the world and as i said subscribe to youtube audio platforms all that good stuff we really appreciate it uh, bucks 10 and 1 we'll speak to you guys tomorrow